what are the 20 best foods for fighting infections? That's what we're going to talk about today. Welcome to episode 10 of Ask Dr. Emily, a weekly podcast where we explore the what, the why, and the how of health issues from a holistic perspective. We'll talk about the signs and symptoms to look for and the root causes of various health conditions and the most effective and doable solutions for addressing them. Each episode will empower you with knowledge and inspire you towards achieving outstanding health naturally. Last week, I talked about the importance and health benefits of probiotic foods and supplements and how to choose them to enhance the number and diversity of the beneficial microorganisms in your microbiome. Today, we're going to look at the flip side and talk about some of the antimicrobial foods, herbs, and spices, and a couple supplements that you can use to help reduce the number of disease-causing microorganisms, also known as pathogens, in your system. Invasions by pathogens is inevitable, and as pathogens are one of the top four root causes of most health problems, and more on that topic in next week's episode. Supporting your immune system in clearing these, quote, bad bugs is crucial to achieving and maintaining optimal health, which you know is always my goal for you. (laughs) And natural antimicrobials of all kinds are a great way to do that. So what are antimicrobials? Antimicrobials are compounds that kill pathogens. There are four main types of pathogens, bacteria, viruses, fungi, and parasites. And correspondingly, the antimicrobials which are effective against each of these types of pathogens are named for them. So antivirals, antifungals, antiparasitics, and antibiotics, which are antibacterial. And for a list of examples of infections and illnesses that are caused by each type of pathogen, check out the show notes. You know me, I don't want to bore you with a long list. Sometimes, well, reading it anyway, (laughs) I'll bore you with with reading it, not talking about it. (laughs) So anyway, some types of illnesses can be caused by a number of different types of pathogens, such as pneumonia and gastroenteritis. They can be caused by bacteria or viruses or fungi, et cetera. So, with, so this can make it difficult to determine what's the true cause of a problem, particularly from a Western medical standpoint, you know, where they want to see, is it a bacteria so we can give you an antibiotic? We want, is it a virus so we can give you an antiviral? It makes it harder to treat with prescription medications. But one of the many wonderful aspects of natural antimicrobials is that they are very often effective against multiple types of pathogens at once. So they can be antibacterial and antiviral and antifungal all at once without the many damaging side effects of pharmaceuticals. Yay. And they can often work against drug-resistant strains of pathogens, which are becoming more and more common these days. So Natural antimicrobials are a really powerful ally for your immune system. And they can be derived from many sources, including mushrooms, animal sources, algae, and plants. So let's talk about each of these briefly. 
Mushrooms are the fruiting body of fungi and are a big topic all on their own. The immune boosting and other health enhancing effects of mushrooms are well known and wide ranging. And mushrooms have been in use by humans for many millennia. In fact, the earliest confirmed use of medicinal, medicinal mushrooms was 5,300 years ago. So long history. Animal sources, uh, now, unfortunately, agriculture and livestock operations are major sources of antimicrobial resistant strains of pathogens these days, which makes our quest for optimal health that much more challenging. But animal-derived compounds can also be a helper in this quest for optimal health, especially saturated fats that are sourced from organic pastured livestock and wild animals. Long maligned as harmful, saturated fats are actually protective and healing when they are properly sourced, and they have strong antimicrobial properties, as well as raising levels of good cholesterol, also known as HDL. So this could help explain why, according to the PURE study, higher consumption of saturated fat actually reduced the risk of all causes of death by 14%, and it reduced the risk of stroke by 21%. Maybe this is in part because of saturated fats, antimicrobial immune, immune boosting properties. Something to think about. So um, next up is algae. Algae is part of the protista kingdom, and algae are present in huge numbers everywhere. They are predominantly aquatic, living on, in, or near water, uh, and many types of algae are highly nutritious and have strong antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, and antiparasitic properties, all rolled into one nutritious package. This includes red, blue, green, and brown algaes, and all types of edible seaweed, also known as sea vegetables. So this is wakame, hijiki, dulse, kelp, nori, all those good things. And also the commonly used thickeners, agar agar and carrageenan are derived from algae and they also contain many immune boosting properties. And finally, plant sources. Antimicrobial compounds are found in many plant parts, including flowers, fruits, leaves, stems, roots, and bark. And they can come in many forms, including teas and spices, culinary herbs, medicinal herbs, essential oils, and alcohol and glycerin-based extracts. Plant-based medicinals have a long history, like mushrooms, of successful use for their vast health enhancing powers, including their antimicrobial and immune boosting properties. And um, so, the, so what we're gonna focus on for the rest of this episode is the kinds of plant-based medicinals that are easily and effectively used in or as food and beverages. Uh, because otherwise it's just too big a topic. <laughs> so what are the best food-based antimicrobials? Because there are so many wonderfully effective food-based antimicrobials. How do we even begin to choose which ones are, quote, the best? Here's my criteria for choosing. Number one, they're proven effective. 
So that means there's good science on their use as antimicrobials and immune boosters. And also I have used them myself in my clinic and seen good results in a number of people. Number two, they are low toxicity. So this primarily refers to the inherent toxicity or lack thereof of the compounds that are naturally present in plant materials uh, compared to pharmaceuticals. But there's also an aspect of toxicity of uh, plant-based medicinals where um, there can be environmental toxins like heavy metals in herbs and spices. So um, if you check out the show notes, you'll find some links on this topic. And then also there's a link there to a really nice article from Mother Earth News about growing your own herbs and spices. So that's something that you might want to consider um, if and when you really get into this. Um, And this being using herbs and spices uh, as medicine. Number three is minimal to no adverse side effects or contraindications. And number four, that it's not an endangered species. So for instance, echinacea and golden seal, endangered species, love them, but not using them much anymore because of that. Um, Number five, minimally processed and DIY accessible, doable for home creation and use as food and drink. So as an example, grapefruit seed extract has shown strong antimicrobial promise, but it is highly processed. It is not something that can be made easily at home. And while it comes from a food, it isn't food. The next is readily obtained. So, you know, it's relatively easy to find and buy. It's easy to use. You make a tea, you make a sauce, you know, you put it in a sauce, et cetera, and palatable. Okay, so this one, yeah, maybe not everything on the list is super palatable, but most of them are. All right, so with those criteria in mind, here are my top 20. These are the food-based antimicrobials that I like to have on hand in my natural medicine toolbox and also to use regularly in the menu for immune boosting and clearing pathogens. Number one, and these are in alphabetical order. They're not in order of preference. Number one is alliums, and that's garlic, onions, shallots, leeks, chives, etc. Number two is apple cider vinegar. And apple cider vinegar, you can check out my on my website, dremilyfranklin.com. I've got a recipe for what's called fire cider, which is apple cider vinegar with a bunch of these immune boosting herbs and spices in it. And it's delicious and it's wonderful for boosting your immune system and helping clear pathogens. Number three is cinnamon. Number four is clove. Number five is coriander. Number six is cumin. Number seven is curcumin, which is turmeric, or it's the primary compound in turmeric. Number eight is eucalyptus. Number nine is gentian, which is mostly used in digestive bitters combinations. It's not so much something that we cook with or make tea out of. Ugh, that would be gross, but because <laughs> uh, it's super bitter. Um, but it is really, really great in uh, in a digestive bitter mix. Number ten, ginger. Number eleven, green tea. Number twelve, horseradish. Number thirteen, lavender. Number fourteen, lemon. 
Number 15, oregano. Number 16, peppermint. Number 17, rosemary. Number 18 is sage. Number 19 is tea tree oil, and this is for external use only. And number 20 is thyme. And now a note of caution on oregano. If you're going to use the herb, that's great. If you're going to use the oil of oregano, which is like a concentrated extract, um, you have to be very careful, very judicious. Um, and uh, check out my show notes for a little bit more uh, detail on the cautions about this one, because it is super strong. It's very effective, which is great. Part of why it's so effective is this is really, really strong. So just be careful with that one. Now. An easy and efficient and effective way to harness the antimicrobial power of many of these natural substances is to consume mixtures of them, such as urban spice blends, soups, sauces, and supplements that contain several of them at once. So here's some of my favorite combinations, many of which get you not only several natural antimicrobials at once, but also some great digestion boosting as well. So here's the, the food-based ones. There's fire cider, which I mentioned a minute ago, digestive bitters, which I also talked about a second ago. Um, and you can look on my website for uh, recipes for these and more info on these. And the same with cultured veggies. I've got a recipe there on my website for those. Uh, curry powder or curry paste, chai tea, as long as it's unsweetened or only lightly sweetened with monk fruit or stevia. Italian seasoning mix, and you can use a dried mix and that will have some effect, although fresh herbs really are the best. And herbs de Provence, which same thing, fresh herbs are the best, but dried herbs will still have some effect. Um, now, a couple supplements I really like for uh, their mixtures are uh, biocidin. Independent lab testing has confirmed that this synergistic combination of several botanical medicines including many from my favorites list, supports microbiome balance and addresses microbial challenges throughout the body, meaning pathogenic overgrowth. And the other one is Ultimate Antiox Full Spectrum. That's from uh, Designs for Health. And this is a unique antioxidant formula derived from a combination of some of nature's most powerful herbs and spices, along with other classic and novel antioxidant compounds. That one's a great immune boosting mix and anti-inflammatory too. So um, those two supplements, Biocidin and Ultimate Antiox Full Spectrum, uh, the links to those are in the show notes, and those are available through my online dispensary at wellevate.me slash Dr. Emily Franklin. Um, and the link to that is also in the show notes. So something we should talk about now is reactions. If you take too large or too many doses of natural antimicrobials, too fast for your body, you can experience something that's called a die-off reaction, which is what happens when a large number of microbes die at once and release toxins into your gut and bloodstream more quickly than your body can clear them and get rid of them. And so they make you feel not good. So when a die-off reaction happens, there can be a number of things that you'll feel. There can be a worsening of your existing symptoms or a resurgence of old symptoms, 
Or you might feel sort of immune challenged and kind of under the weather, like you're getting a cold or a flu, or you could feel nauseous or have other digestive symptoms. So listen, if any of these things happen, first, drink a lot of water with sea salt or electrolytes to help flush your system, and then either lower your antimicrobial dose or take them less often or switch to a milder version or just stop altogether until you feel better and then try again. But don't let this discourage you. Just know that it means you went too hard too fast. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is rotation. And while using natural antimicrobials can be incredibly effective for improving health and healing a wide variety of health conditions, um, and it is often hard to truly heal the root causes of many diseases without them, it is absolutely possible to overdo it with antimicrobials. Like with so many things, more is not always better. And balance is the key. So what I typically recommend is taking antimicrobials in strong bursts. I mean, strong meaning as strong as your body can tolerate, not so strong that you're causing yourself to feel sick. And then having longer periods of rest in between the bursts. So my two most commonly recommended burst patterns are one, a two-month rotation with two weeks on of antimicrobials and six weeks off. And number two is a three to four month rotation with one month on and two to three months off. These patterns are then repeated often for as long as three years while frequently switching up the types of antimicrobials that are used to avoid overuse and to get the broader benefits that you get from variety. This type of rotation gives your body time to rest from the harshness of antimicrobials and to refine its own balance. I also recommend taking probiotic supplements, also on a rotation of types over time and with time on and time off. Um, and you take the probiotics one to three hours after each dose of the antimicrobial to help restore good gut bugs at the same time that you're clearing out the bad guys. So that's my top 20 food-based antimicrobials. And I uh, hope you've enjoyed this. And I want to hear all about how you're incorporating them into your menu and your beverages and your foods. And I'll talk to you next week.